What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 427 for January 21st, 2020, coming up this week. Uh, I got to play three hours of Doom Eternal, and I'm here to gush about it. It's so good. Uh, plus, some interesting staffing news at Ubisoft, which may or may not have implications for a certain someone's favorite franchise. Uh, Dying Light 2 is the latest game to succumb to the Delayapalooza 2020. And let's see, all that and more coming up. On Podcast Unlocked. Podcast Unlocked. What's happening, friends? Ryan McCaffrey back with you after uh, being AFK last week. Happy to be back. Destin Legary. Bam! Hey, everybody. Let's get going. I moved the mic away so I wouldn't break your eardrums. Hopefully, did I break it, Borba? Producer says no. We're good. Welcome everybody. Brandon Tyrell. Hello. How do you follow that. <laughs> good morning, everyone. That works. Just the scholarly, teacherly. Good yeah. morning, Mr. Tyrell. <laughs> Bam. Yeah, <there> Miranda <laughs> Sanchez. Destin, I thought you said you were tired. Got to bring the energy. Got to bring the energy. It's all a show. It's like all poor. It's like oh, you know, it's just like the stress and sleepiness, and then it's like whoa, okay. I guess we're all awake yeah. now. Yeah. On the it's outside, I'm an eleven. On the inside, I'm a four. Drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we'll get started here on the 427th edition of the show. I wonder how many of those we've each been here for. It's uh, I think we started around 200. It was like some you? insane number. Or this group. You and I. No, you guys were for a long time because I, I listened to you guys when with you took over, Mitch. It was around yeah. it was 57 then. or 58 was my first one. Wow. So I so, came <laughs> on a few on. weeks after that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe a year. Excellent. Thanks. Love wow. it. I got, I got a solid thirty in, under my belt. <laughs> so this is our this is our year. Yeah, Xbox Series X year. Don't There's a lot it. to be excited about. <laughs> no, I'm 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 confident. Cool. This is it. Uh, and uh, one of the big games that is coming out this year, we'll talk about one that isn't, or at least not anytime soon. Doom Eternal. Uh, I wish one or more of you had gotten to come with me. Yeah, that would have been great. Give me a minute here. No, I just so there's a big preview uh Tristan from our Australia team also got to go see it in Sydney. He actually did the preview while I was working on some other projects, but uh, I got to play the first 3 hours of Doom Eternal. It was probably really far away. That's why we couldn't go, right? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'll, I'll accept this guilt trip. I'll accept this this Boy, but we might need to fix the lighting. There's a lot of shade over here. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, you, when when you get the chance, Destin, <laughs> I God have played it. Good. I have played it. Yeah, yeah. it is. I tell you, uh, Doom twenty sixteen was uh, one of my favorite games that year. I, I personally would have scored it very differently than our particular reviewer did. Mm, That's how yes. you know. Hey, different. That's how how it goes sometimes. But uh, Eternal, if you miss single player first person shooters. Doom is the game for you. Mm. It, it is. Uh, it does have a multiplayer mode, the battle mode thing, where it's two v one, which seems interesting. But this is a just meaty single player campaign. Mm. The th the three hours I played didn't even feel like I was really putting much of a dent in it. Mm. But if a regular, if your average first person shooter nowadays is, I don't know, uh, uh, a guy just a uh, just a just a regular guy. Doom Eternal is Tony Montana at the desk doing a mountain of cocaine mm -hmm. and then picking up a large automatic weapon and going wild. Mm. That's If I could sum up Doom Eternal in one gif, it would probably be Tony Montana 
uh, with Google a mountain of cocaine. Scarface, final scene. If uh, I hope it ends, a, I hope it ends a <laughs> little differently than it did member. for Tony. I, well, also he, caught, he caught both barrels <laughs> in the back. That's so. true. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The Doom Slayer seems like he's a little better equipped. Yeah. to handle. I would imagine. I would even make a dent. But man, uh, it's really good. It's just it takes if you play Doom 2016, it just takes everything that game does and really kind of hones it in and levels it up. Uh, there's they've added more layers to the to the combat, so you know you can really kind of approach each area. Uh, they uh, not differently, but sort of more intelligently, like mm-hmm. trying to decide. Okay, well, do I want to use my flame belch? To, to try and uh, get some armor off because if you use that the enemies will start spewing armor if you use you know uh, if you go in for the regular glory kill you'll get health right if you use the chainsaw you'll just get an explosion of everything uh, but that game better than I think any game I've played in a long time <laughs> since doom 2016 <laughs> it just does the, the the tug of war that it plays that it does with you is so good where which 2016 did this too but and eternally, you know, you're you're in the middle of just this frenzied firefight with like twenty demons all coming at you, and you're you know you're getting down to low ammo, and then you're you're like screens flashing red, you're down to like twenty health. But then if you just you just do enough damage on that just that imp, and then you get them glowing for the to to come in for the glory kill, and then you you just come in and and you know do some unspeakably horrible thing to them. And then, boom! You get a you get a shot of health, and you're just suddenly back in the fight. So it's like it just takes you to the brink and then pulls you back. And it's it's satisfying every single time. I love this game, uh, and it's 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 now arguably <laughs> with the delays, it's like the biggest game of the spring now. Oh yeah, it's highest pro, highest profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. this and one other game, Miranda. You know it. Yeah, it was Animal, Animal Crossing. Crossing. <laughs> Same day. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, so I'm gonna load up Doom Eternal, then take Animal Crossing on my Switch to work, and then put it down, then go home and go shoot some demons. It's gonna be a great balance of yeah, cute and that's, it'll satisfy uh, both sides of your brain. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I, I must I can take both. this much cute. And then I need this yeah. much gore. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to see the moment where they start bleeding into each other. You're like, Tom Nook. Get a little, little villager yeah. going down to hell. But they're uh, Doom Eternal, they're doubling down. There's a lot more story in it this time, but it's still all optional story. There's I, I encountered a, a handful of cutscenes, but right in the corner, they're like, hey, just press, <laughs> hold the button if you want to skip this and just get right to shooting things. There are. Uh, Remember when that wasn't a thing? Skipping cutscenes. Oh, I'm I'm glad designers have figured that out. Yes, not in Doom, just generally. Yeah, um, there are a lot more. There are a lot of uh, sort of diary journal things around that are obvious pickups, and you know you can oh, yeah. look, you look at them and read them right away, or you can just read them at the end. Maybe you get to the end of a mission, and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to read through all story this stuff. time. So there's yeah, there's more there if you want it, but they're you know they fleshed out the Doom lore. Um, that <laughs> it's it's just. The, the the monsters are so good. Like they're uh, they have weak points now, which mm-hmm. they didn't in 2016. So just add trying to add another layer of strategy to it. So the uh, the arachnitrons, the little mini spiders, because uh, there's then there's the spider mastermind. But uh, they have so they have like a, a turret on top, uh, which they just just pelt you from long range. But if you target that and take that out, then they just get real mad, and they can all they can really do is rush at you for a. For a close range attack, so you've you know you've you can kind of like 
you can decide what you want to do. You can take, you could target that and then say, okay, well, I'm not going to worry about him for a minute. I'm going to, I'm going to worry about what's going on over here. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the revenants, which are the sort of skeleton guys with the, that fly around with the jetpacks and have, uh, the flames. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, th- you know, you can target, they're individually target those. Oh, cool. So, you, you know, you take those out and then they can't fly around and, and come at you anymore. So it's stuff like that. And the, the, oh, the other good one was the, the classic caco demon, the big, mm-hmm. like, pink, purple, Floating giant mouth. Uh, if you one of the the weapon attachments, what weapon mods? I think it's really for the shotgun is a grenade launcher. And if you, just, <laughs> oh, yeah. if you just, if it, when it opens its mouth, yeah. you just pop the grenade launcher in. It, it staggers back, and then you have a chance to just go in and lay waste to it. <laughs> so man, it's this game. Like you know, we talked about how like last year was a good year for games, right? There were plenty of good games, but there was no. We talked about there were no like front runner. Just like, like the obvious masterpiece level, yeah. kind of like worth 2018. We had we had Red Dead Redemption two and God of War, and and just for me personally, there weren't a lot of like just games that that just tickled my brain specifically mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doom Eternal is definitely one of those games that just speaks directly to me. Yeah, uh, and hope and I imagine it's gonna do the same for a lot of people. Yeah, Doom Eternal is definitely going to be at the top of my list of stuff that I'm going to be playing in the upcoming months. Sorry, Miranda. I, I don't, I'm not don't into Animal sorry Crossing. To me. I mean, I'm going to play it too. Sorry, know. Animal Crossing fans. Not my kind of game. It's okay. Never you don't have to like Animal Crossing. Crossing. You don't have I, love, I love killing stuff. I'm just that's, talking to our viewer. You can, you can, you can kill stuff in Animal Crossing, right? right? You can kill some weeds. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Eat fish. So, like, that's coming this year. And then, like, I have a nice little gap before Final Fantasy VII, you know, on the PlayStation hits, and then yeah. later in the year, it's just it's overcrowded to be honest. But yeah, yeah, that's going to get a little crazy. It's really backloaded this year. year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I, we don't know what's coming in the middle. Really, we have some ideas, but well, we also yeah. don't know the entirety of what the fall looks like exactly. with Series X and PS5 launch. What yeah. are the launch games? Well, we already yeah. have Halo, and that's all I needed. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we that's ex- going to be great. We expect Forza Motorsport Eight, but it's not <laughs> announced yet. We talked about, I think, right before the break, we talked about, or maybe it was the first show after, where you know, I, I think we think there's going to be at least one more first party offering in that mm-hmm. in that day one launch mix, and it's like, mm-hmm. what, you know, what's that going to be? Mm-hmm. So yeah, the fall is still it's already getting crowded, yeah, and it's uh, it's only going to get more crowded as time goes on. To, to bring it back mm-hmm. in before I completely derail the conversation, Doom. Uh, that whole combat mechanic puzzle of, yeah. you know, kill for ammo a certain way, yeah. kill for health a certain way, getting to play it twice. The first time you play it, you might not quite realize the mechanics if you're like just being thrown into it like yeah. I like I was at the event the first time I played mm-hmm. it. But then you play it again and you're like, okay, I know this dance. I know what I'm supposed to do. Yep. And then you go in and you just wreck shop. Yeah. And it, it's it's a blast. And it, it- from playing the first three hours, it onboards you reasonably well. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not an easy game. Don't get me wrong. And you can adjust the difficulty anytime you want. They were clear about that at the event. Like, hey, if you know, if you want to really dial up, dial it up to ultra violence, like go for it. But if you want to dial it back, feel free. I was doing, uh, I just started on hurt me plenty, which is yeah. sort of the, the middle. <laughs> I love their difficulty. It's so names. good. Well, and they're, they're, they've kept the original yeah. games too, mm-hmm. which yeah. is nice. To me, uh, it, it marries my love of FPSs and, and fighting games. Sure. Yeah. You can yeah. go into a fighting game, you can button mash and maybe you'll win. But if you really want to dive in, you learn the mechanics, the combos. Right. There's like the an efficient system, way to play. Yes. And you, you don't have to, but mm-hmm. if you do, you're going to be better off for it. It's very cool that when you, you, you have games like this where the core gameplay loop is enter a room, kill everything, 
replenish and go. Yeah. This one is there's a sort of a loop within a loop, right? Mm-hmm. So like the loop is fight, 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 get low, replenish health, go on to the next guy. And uh I really appreciate that. I, I'm not that kind of player. Mm-hmm. So it forces me to like kind of get in. I, I'm the guy that like opens the door and I'm like, pew, okay, everybody come to me. And I stand <laughs> in the back. I save all my health potions because yeah. yeah. you never know. That's kiting, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's specifically, it's it is strategy. designed to, 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 to not be, you can't exactly. really play yeah. that way. Like so, you have to get in there. Yeah, it's movement so important. So I learned that with on. 16, yeah, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, the door opens and you're like, ah, and just run straight <laughs> in and like bounce from guy to guy to guy to guy, you know, or demon to demon to demon to demon. Yeah. I'm They're not, demons, Brandon. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a calm a, guy. I'm not assuming <laughs> demonic gender here. It's okay. the ultimate, you know, Doom Eternal is, is I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me. Yeah. <laughs> Rorschach quote the game. Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, it's going to be that game. Oh, more. March 20th. Soon. Coming up. Um, so yeah, please check out our preview. So there's, we, we did a few things. There's the preview from Tristan. Please check that out on IGN or YouTube. You can uh, read it on IGN or watch it on IGN or, of course, watch on YouTube. Uh, Matt Perslow from our UK team also played it. Uh, we took the, the three-prong approach. All three uh, major IGN uh, outlets got to see it and play it. Matt cut together this really cool just, I think it's 10 or so minutes of, of gameplay that he edited together that shows off the super shotgun, the rocket launcher, all kinds of stuff. Uh, and then I put up a little news story. I, I interviewed Hugo Martin, the creative director, about multiplayer specifically. So, um, yeah, we've got a bunch of coverage up for Doom. Would love for you to take a look at it because, man, that game looks and feels so good. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get to the news proper. Uh so Maxime Balland, if that's a name you are like, eh, maybe I kind of recognize. He was the creative director on Rainbow Six Vegas, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was, uh, of course, before Rainbow Six Siege's huge success. Vegas was the last time we had heard from Rainbow Six year, uh, on the 360 generation, and Vegas was a real excellent series. Yep, uh, it was real good. And then Max went on to uh, to work on. He was he headed up Splinter Cell Conviction. And blacklist. <laughs> I like convic- conviction a lot. I know most people didn't. Well, I think it was the- like it was too linear. I, I think don't, was I don't the think main- saying people didn't like it is it actually sold very well. It was received well. It was mm. just it was. I think the purists were like it's my least favorite Splinter Cell. Yeah, with no disrespect to Max. Just it's. Can more, you articulate why? Yeah, yeah. It's more action oriented. It it, it brought the uh, the mark. The mark and the easy button. thing. Yeah. So you'd you know you'd come into a room, tag a bunch of dudes, and then if you'd had enough stealth juice built up from <laughs> from right, gross, <laughs> <laughs> from coming around, you know, from, from snapping a bunch of necks, you'd build up the meter, and then you could come in, you know, to a room with four guys, mm-hmm. tag them all, and then hit the button and yeah. it'd be, do the slow mo thing of mm-hmm. just taking them all out. Oh, um, like like Red Dead Revolver bullet time kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you slow down um, time, mark everybody, like, and just bang, 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 bang. And if if conviction was this for like the amount of things that you could do in a situation blacklist opened it up blacklist blacklist the main problem was ironside i think really like that was a really tough sell Uh, for purists yeah yeah, his absence was very much felt uh but you're right on the gameplay side they did still have that Mm -hmm. kind of uh bullet timing mechanic win button you could die like you could tweak it all there was a 
You can play on perfectionist, and it, you can still mark, but you can't execute. Exactly, and yeah. you could you you'd get rewarded for stealth, mm. like specifically, so you could upgrade yeah. your gear just from doing stealth things. And yeah, blacklist really pulled it back, kind of mm-hmm. in the other direction. But so you know, Max is an accomplished guy. He had left Ubisoft uh, for Epic, mm-hmm. so who knows if he was working on Fortnite or spinning up something else that hasn't or won't see the light of day. What was that shooter? That they did before they canceled it. Well, they Fortnite. were redoing, they were uh, remaking Unreal Tournament. Yeah. Oh, I know they did Unreal, they, they but did Epic, Epic did a, a shooter that they shut down. Oh, the or was Paragon. It a, Paragon, Paragon. Paragon, yes. Yeah. Thank you. PC. Yeah. yeah. Paragon? Yeah. Like, the, that was a MOBA. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah, it was not worth, a shooter. It, it, that mobile was really cool too. I liked it. I never actually got around to playing it, I, but I played it a few times, and there I felt like there was a, a, a pretty steep learning curve. But it did a lot of really interesting things with like elevation and height and lines of sight and visibility. Mm. Not to mention the fact it was just friggin' gorgeous. And yeah, probably the like best looking style. MOBA I've ever seen. And of course, oh, they yeah. have their launcher in Fortnite. Fortnite's yeah. their biggest property. Borderlands Three launched right. on the Epic Store, so, so that's what they've been up to. Max has. Uh, left Epic and returned to Ubisoft, uh, where he will serve on the editorial board, which is interesting. I should give credit. This was first reported by Video Games Chronicle, so a mm-hmm. tip of the hat goes to them on this. You want to fill people in on what the editorial board is and how that's sort of evolving? Because there was a press release about it over the weekend. Yeah, so yeah. that's kind of the, the interesting bit here, because you see this as, a, as a, again, speaking to my fellow Splinter Cell fans, mm-hmm. you see this and go, well, wait, Max is back. <laughs> and a, two or three years ago, Clint Hawking, who was the creative director mm-hmm. on Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, the, the the greatest Splinter Cell of them all. He also did Infinite, didn't he? Bioshock Infinite? Clint Hawking, say? I don't believe so. Didn't he do a Bioshock? He's done a lot of really interesting yeah, but he, things. Yeah, he's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, Chaos Theory. And he had, he left, he was at Valve for a while, mm-hmm. and he didn't put out anything that we, like, that clearly had his name on it. Like, I don't know if he just, if well, he worked on Dota or if he worked on Artifact. Probably not. Or, There's also not a whole lot coming out of Valve these days, so. Well, well and they that, have stuff true. in the works. It's yeah. just yeah. been a quiet. But Artifact. Half-Life Alex, Left 4 Dead 3. Just kidding. Oh, no, Left 4 Dead. <laughs> don't, dude, <laughs> no. don't. What are you doing? <laughs> there was a leak and that's not. It just blew again. over. Yeah, Come I know. <laughs> yeah. Destin's kicking the tumbleweed back into the road. Seriously. Hey, did you guys drop this? The reason I was sort of like, well, I meant to set you up for it, but the whole editorial board thing yeah. at Ubisoft is really interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right. mean, I, the thing is, there, there, there may be other publishers that work this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not necessarily the exact same way, but Ubisoft is kind of the more, I guess, transparent about it. In that, uh, they effectively have a a team of creators that, uh, to the best of my understanding, gives feedback on games in progress, uh, which. It stems the range, I'm sure, from everything from accessibility to just design feedback to, you know, usability feedback, all, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, to, I think they also, like, green light games. I don't know if they actually are the ones that will cancel projects mm. or not. They might be. I don't know for sure. But, uh, yeah, so Max is coming back to be on that editorial board. So it is not a to the again to the best of my knowledge it's not a development role like he is you know Ubisoft has a lot of projects not you know you got to remember there's mobile projects there's you know various and they have a lot of teams projects. Too. yeah there's there's a they're a big global company so mm-hmm. I don't think Max will be doing day to day development work but he'll uh, he'll be on this board so uh, it it means it effectively means that if there is a 
if a new Splinter Cell did finally come around, Max probably isn't going to be working on it. But if somebody makes him a good pitch, mm. he's going to probably be more likely to cast his vote in favor of proceeding with that and giving feedback on that project along the way. So I don't think this directly, because I got so many tweets. I love everybody for sending me those. They're, <laughs> they're like, this is it. It's, it's finally happening. Aww. Like, well, not from this specifically, but he, you, there is now a very pro Splinter Cell voice <laughs> in a p- position of significance mm-hmm. uh, back at Ubisoft. So yeah. that's good to see. And I think I'd start to say, yeah, Clint Hawking, he had returned to Ubisoft yeah. after Valve. and uh, I, was, I was just looking up what he was been working on. I yeah. think he's on Legion right now. I think, yeah, I believe that's correct. What's Legion? Watch Dogs. Dogs. Oh, okay. Yeah, Watch Dogs yeah. 3. Yeah, another one that got delayed, so you're not thinking about it. Yeah. Um, that was supposed to be out, you know, early, around this time of the year, that, first quarter. But. It just makes me think of, like, it's like, oh, the grandma game. Yeah, yeah. yes, right. Ellen. Pretty much yeah. Ellen. Ellen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I thought he did Infinite, but Clint Hawkins got his name on a long list of really He's a games. very talented guy, so... That's my new dream is for Clint Hawking to head up a new Splinter Cell and then for Max to, you know, give a little notes along the way from the editorial board. But, uh, yeah, so that's kind of the the good news and bad news is that Max has returned the head of conviction and blacklist, but he probably won't be developing a new Splinter Cell himself. Hey. Hey. Games get delayed all the time. I've heard Apparently, that happens this past week or so. It's a especially a big deal. Yeah. We need we need some cool like catchy catchy buzzword for it. You know this pe- this period of the year where everything gets delayed. Delay a palooza. Delay Mageddon. Delay Mageddon. Delay gate. I got that's nothing. The, that's the classic go to. Yeah, but eat on anything. Well, that's kind of. But like also like implies that there's a problem. That's true. It's true. That's true. And there's really not. Games are hard. We 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 only have that sliver of an understanding of it as as games media professionals who talk to developers and cover this stuff we don't even know what it's what it's truly like on the on the inside trying to get this stuff done contrary to some of our family members think we do not make games (laughs) or play them all day correct (laughs) but yeah um (laughs) remember when we used to play video games (laughs) uh brandon what is the latest game to hit the delay mageddon we'll workshop it yeah well yeah you guys need some more um the latest game is, unfortunately, Dying Light 2. Uh, that game has been pushed out. It was scheduled for... Spring. Spring 2020. There was no specific date on it. But there, just no, it, it was just a, a release window. But from their official announcement, we were initially aiming for a spring 2020 release for Dying Light 2, but unfortunately, we need more development time to fulfill our vision. Understandable. We will have more details to share in the coming months, and we will get back to you as soon as we have more information. Summer is barren. Please release more things in the summer. I'm I mean, just, it, it is every year, right? And I mean, until A three, right? Yeah. Then we got a little bit more flesh. You know, out every of it. it feels like every year or every other year, there's a really big, high profile profile release in June. Mm-hmm. You know, we've yeah, seen some, sometimes or just before it. We've seen yeah. The Last of Us in June. We've seen Batman: Arkham Knight in June. We saw uh, No Man's Sky in June. Oh, right, right. Um, there have been, but you're right though. July is always just yeah. a wasteland. Then, like sometimes we get something at the end or midway through August. It's yeah, uh, Control this past yeah. year was an end of August big release. That's our game of the year for it, 2019. They probably mm-hmm. steer clear of E3 and Gamescom 
like announcement things where people are getting like during the hype cycle. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's my only guess as to why people wouldn't release during those months. Yeah, July. E- E3 is July, right? This June. year, June. It's always June. Late June. This year? early mid, June. Mid June. Mid again. Like second uh, week. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know then. Maybe they're just I mean, like maybe a bunch of stuff could come out in July that was announced at E3. You're right. It, it yeah. does take anytime a game is released. There's like a uh, excitement. Uh, I don't know. An, a tangible excitement that you yeah. can you can cash in, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, there's nothing going on. This game is dropping. People who want a new video game are like, oh, I'm definitely going to play that. Yeah. Um, I mean, games have like turned themselves into series and franchises based off an August release window, right? Because mm-hmm. there's just historically there hasn't been much in August. That's totally different now. But like Borderlands, I believe released in August, and uh, uh, Bo- th- three was September. Borderlands one. One. Okay, yeah, I don't remember. I will trust you on that. There's one. there's a lot of games I could see. It's like this is a perfect summer game. Like mm-hmm. why didn't you have this out earlier at the beginning of summer? Like there's just something to it that it feels like they're missing. I'm pretty sure there's some sort of fiscal reason as to why they yeah. don't want to launch in this certain period. But it just it makes me, it's like just the time to catch up on old games that you missed or something. And that's always fine. But I think I'm just still bitter about Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> really, what it comes down to is like, I think there's just such a great time to release at the end of spring. And then you have that entire summer just to get, get time with those games. Yeah. Um, and we never, we aren't guessing number, but hardly ever see big things come out at the end of June or like mm. throughout July. Mm-hmm. And then like August is Gamescom, sure. But I mean, you know, like there's we get still, stuff in August time. sometimes. Yeah. We'll get stuff in August. Like July, well, I feel like lately, is like usually yeah, the yeah. most dead. Um, <clears throat> yeah, which is why like programs like Summer of Arcade were so awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because right? you have 60 days where like there are not a ton of releases. Like, highlight the smaller games that are coming out then, which is what I like to do is trying to find those that are coming yeah. out. I'd like to point out that we have been beating the Bring Back Summer of Arcade drum the entire generation, which is now almost over. I'm going to keep beating that drum for Series X. Over. I say Phil Spencer... There is still time. Summer has set. Come on. Next just, summer 2021, Series X. Let's go. I feel like there's like a fun way to do that with Game Pass, too, as far as like either special achievements or some sort of like program. Be like, That's hey, right look point. at these awesome games that are coming out on Games Pass, and you already subscribed to it. So all you have to do is download them and like join the celebration of playing these different games that we want to yeah. highlight and focus on. Excellent point. The, yeah. the great thing about Summer of Arcade was it wasn't Xbox Live Arcade had a lot of great games, mm-hmm. had a lot of okay games, too. <laughs> Summer of Arcade was like a unification of um, you know the platform developing these sort of digital games, but also the uh, um, Xbox marketing team getting really behind it mm-hmm. and pushing these games into the spotlight where they didn't have to really compete with anything. So one game per week for That's four right. weeks yep. was crazy. I, I remember in, in the 360 days, I would talk to developers, in indie game developers some game uh, from some of arcade games. I would talk to them in the springtime, like early in the year, springtime, and we would have conversations about like they would say, so like, oh yeah, what's so when's your when are you looking at trying to get the game out? And I would I would hear time and again like yeah we're well we're talking to Microsoft we're we're in consideration for summer of arcade. And it was something it was to a like coveted yeah, slot. yeah and 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 justifiably so because you know, you'd get extra attention on there and you were both both overtly and kind of uh, covertly. It was this mark of this unspoken mark of quality, right? Mm-hmm. If it was a summer of arcade release, it was going to be good. So, I mean, think of the games that came out of that program. Oh, it's it's, quite, it's a heck of a list. Oh yeah, we, we should go over it on one of these shows. Yeah, yeah I don't have I don't list. have it all on top of my head, but like yeah. I believe Castle Crashers was there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, 
uh, Braid, Braid, uh, Limbo. I mean, it's, I think it's, it's maybe it's, Dust and Elysian Tale yeah, was on there, yeah. which was a gorgeous. Correct. It was sort of like a side-scrolling Ori, like aesthetically. Uh, Deadlight, which was a gorgeous zombie yes. game yeah. platformer. Really enjoyed that one. Some just just some real, some real bangers. State of Decay. <laughs> State of Decay, yeah, yeah. How did it, yeah, absolutely. God, uh, that came right towards the end of the, of the of the summer of arcade line there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, it'll be interesting to see when Dying Light Two does slot back in uh, and, and find a more more concrete release date. But again, it's fine. Like we have, we still. The point I wanted to end on with this is, okay, you might be bummed. Like, oh yeah, I was really looking forward to Dying Light Two. Well, let's let them make it better. And in the meantime, this is just the spring, which is again when when uh, Dying Light 2 was supposed to come out. You've got Ori and the Will of the Wisps in March. You've got Doom Eternal in March. You've got Resident Evil 3 in April. You've got uh, Hunt Showdown on Xbox coming out of Game oh, yeah. with some new content into, like, final The 1.0 is dropping, yep, yeah. In uh, February. And then, okay, these aren't Xbox games, but still big releases if you're you know, playing on PC and or PlayStation. You've got Half-Life Alex in March. You've got The Last of Us 2 in May. You've got Final Fantasy VII Remake in April. So um, it's a real busy spring. There's a lot of incredible games, what, or at least incredible on paper, games to be excited about. Yeah. So uh, fe- fear not is the, is the moral of the story. Well, here's the thing is we live in a, a time now where the industry is, uh, I don't want to use the word healthier, but more robust than it's ever been. So, like you were saying, there's not a whole lot to do in June and July. Um, if you're if you're not, you know, working in the industry, it's a very busy time. But if you're playing video games, here's the thing: there are more games that come out every year that we can possibly play. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if, like a summer of arcade thing, which really, you know, a program that really took advantage of that lull in the middle of the year, if that's even viable anymore. Because with Xbox Game Pass, you have every game on Xbox Game Pass that you haven't played yet that you've wanted to try. Like those are at your fingertips. Right. You've got True. games from well, think, 2018, from 2017 that you haven't played yet. There's still that choice process, though, right? Yeah. Like, yes. There's so much there. It's like, how do I find something I want to play? And if they can showcase something that's newer, that's maybe flying on everyone's radar, then that's just like a great time for it. There needs to be a tool. And I'm sure there is. I'm sure it's out there. And, maybe and, we could have our own little celebration. Who knows? <laughs> people will let us know. But Summer of IGN? Yeah. I, That'd be I cool. Like that. Kind of like an IGN first style. Highlighting you one thing know. every week. Anyway. Yeah, Moran. Um... I want there to be a tool where you press a button and it scrubs everything on Xbox Game Pass and says, today you're going to play this. It's like a dice roll. And just, yeah, Here's pretty much. The thing. Netflix, there there was a, a website that did the same thing for Netflix. Like, don't know what to watch? Press the randomize button. And then you filter out, like, I'm really feeling comedy today, maybe horror as well, and only movies that are two years or younger. You know? I like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I could even see... I, I think Steam might do this. Miranda, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, of... It kind of gets to know based on your purchase history yes. and your browsing history, yeah. and mm-hmm. and like tries to algorithmically curate things it'll it thinks you'll like. It has things based on tags, yes. So it'll like pull those based on like a lot of different kinds of tags. I actually really like it. It's pretty accurate too. Like every time yeah. I open Steam, they're like, "You're gonna love these fantasy RPGs," and I'm like, "Yeah, I probably will." <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> when I have time to play, <laughs> yeah, them. exactly. Maybe Unfortunately, someday. each one takes a hundred hours, but you know, the hard part. Yeah. What's what's a hundred hours? It's was it like uh, it's like two days? <laughs> Is that how time works? <laughs> That's how time works? You don't have to do anything else. It's fine. Yeah, play games. I know. No, the responsibilities. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's move on to the loot box, and then we've got a trivia question because we got to get <gasps> get that going. Because we're all no, zero, right? I know nobody got the first week, and then I wasn't here last week, so 
Um, let's start with the loot box. Oh, Evan. Did, did you not watch last week? We all we all got it right. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah, all okay. of us. Well, good to know. All four of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Evan asks, this is a good one. This is a fun discussion topic. What dormant Xbox IP would you like to see rebooted for next year? <laughs> not remade, rebooted. So Evan himself says, I'd love to see Perfect Dark come back. Great I think suggest. Splinter Cell has left a big hole in the stealth genre and that there's lots of room for an Xbox Game Studios developer to make something unique with both stealth and action gameplay in a futuristic setting. Imagine Perfect Dark, but with a heroine that's closer to Scarlet Witch. Or not Scarlet Witch, darn it. Black Widow. Black mm. Widow in oh. the Marvel Avengers series. Yeah. Sorry, I mixed up. She's the, the most powerful characters. character in the MCU, well, she, apparently. She's great, but she's like magical, right? Like yeah. Black Widow is more practical. Yeah. real. I'll well, say realistic in quotes. Spy. Yeah. 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 Assassin, and I guess. Perfect Dark, it's like a futuristic version of that character. Yeah. Proof. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with him. That would be a great franchise to do. Yeah. My answer, though. Yes. I, I think there is definitely something interesting within the Rise of Rome series, and I hope they don't abandon that IP. It was a great launch title. It looked gorgeous. Gameplay-wise, it was too repetitive. Like, that's right. largely what yeah. they ran into probably. Great story, though. Yeah. Uh, Marius story. was a wonderful main character. Yeah. And uh, so that's my that's my more modern answer. And the remake that I'll say, after seeing Microsoft Light Simulator, I would love to see what they could do with Crimson Skies. Mm. <laughs> Okay. Oh no! Sorry, Ryan. I was You're taking two over here. Well, Ryan. No, sorry, sorry. No, well, it's fine. elaborate. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel bad. I should have shut up. How dare you? I didn't think anybody would say that. <laughs> fine. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll pick another one. All Go right. Ahead. It's fine. Well, no, I just, I just think with the the new technology that they could do a lot with something like Crimson Skies and. Yeah, there was just so much cool stuff that they did back in the day with that franchise, and I would love to see what they do with a modern take on it. I mean, it. that that game was. Might have been 2003. Mm-hmm. Might, I want to say 2003. And it had some, you know, that was back when nobody that outside of Rockstar could do anything remotely resembling mm-hmm. what Grand Theft Auto did. It yeah. was just, the gap was, I mean, it's, I would argue the gap is still pretty significant, but there are good open world games now. Back then, Rockstar were really the only ones doing it. Um, but Crimson Skies, High Road to Revenge, there were parts you could get out of the plane yeah. in certain sections, and there were cool, like, ground-based elements to it. Mm-hmm. It was also a super pretty game. Yeah. The controls were were really fun. They were kind of, I would say, they, they weren't simulation-like, but maybe not totally arcade either. Kind yeah. of a little bit of a... Yeah. A mix. A little bit of a mix, it took, yeah. It, you could fly, but it took skill to master. <laughs> that's, yes. That's, yeah. that's the important part of dogfighting games, right? Yeah. Which is... Uh, I think Star Fox on the 64 was the last time I really enjoyed a dogfighting mm-hmm. game, but that was super arcadey. Crimson Skies really, really like made it easy to get into and, and pilot. If you played the campaign, you were ready for multiplayer kind yes. of thing. Um, but dogfighting really needs a high skill ceiling. Otherwise, what's the point, right? It's yeah. just whoever sees, whoever gets behind the other person wins. Mm-hmm. So I, I really appreciate the series, and I think there's a there's a ton of room to move that series into next gen, right? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, I'll, I'll, we'll go down the table. I, I will I will uh, piggyback off of what you said by going with another FASA, former FASA studio IP. Mm. Here we go. Ready? Shadowrun mm-hmm. as a first-person RPG done by Obsidian. The okay. perfect people to oh, do it. I like it. Oh, everything. Uh, that could be cool. Because if you remember, if you're an old enough Xbox gamer, you remember that the Shadowrun game that came out in 2007, it was, ironically, it ended probably ended up being ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. It was a 
no, there was no single player campaign. It was just a it was a team based multiplayer shooter where you know you had different abilities and powers and things from the from the the Shadowrun world. And it played really well. It just it it kind of got a stink on it right away because back then you just it was unspeakable to not have a single player campaign. Um, and you know, and I've how had, dare they? The the head of that studio and the head of that project, Mitch Gittleman, came in here and did Unfiltered. Must have been a couple of years ago now, and mm-hmm. we talked a lot about that. If you're, I would really encourage you to go check out that interview because he he kind of laments the how that all turned out, and he yeah. speaks candidly about that. <laughs> uh, and you know, even back then, everybody said, "Well, we we want our first person RPG Shadowrun because it's not a first person shooter because Shadowrun was this yeah. this uh, pen and paper RPG." And uh, now, you know, it's it's a Microsoft owned IP. They've still been sitting on it. They've licensed it out to the studio Hairbrain Schemes that Mitch actually works at. Um, and they've made a couple of good Shadowrun games, but as far as like a big budget, uh, you know, fifty, eighty million dollar game, you've got Obsidian is the perfect talent, yeah, to just take that and run wild, and uh, you know, it, it would effectively be a new, like a new IP because it's nobody's done a a, a big budget first person Shadowrun RPG like that. So Microsoft's already got all the pieces in place. I would so that's my answer. I would love to see that. Yeah, and with this Godfall game that's coming out recently, you kind of get an idea of how that could work. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, is that PS5? I'm on board, Ryan. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, Brandon I mean, Tyrell. If not Obsidian, then throw it over to Inexile and True. have them do a, a isometric version. Mm-hmm. I think I played an isometric Shadowrun. My memory is super fuzzy from that time period, but was it on Super Nintendo? That's correct. Okay. You are correct, my cool. friend. Yeah. Good memory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um, you know what? I'm going to actually back cleanup if you want to go, because oh. I, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Anytime we talk about old IPs, I'm just like, hello, can I tell you about Fusion Frenzy? <laughs> Final Fantasy? What? <laughs> yeah. So Fusion Frenzy, um, one of the reasons I bring this up constantly is because it's not a big RPG. It's not a shooter. It's not it's a party an game. adventure game. It's a party yeah. game. And we don't have good party games mm-hmm. on Xbox that are from Xbox. Like, give me a good thing that I can chill down with my friends who don't really care about games or who are like have a hard time with them like Fusion Frenzy is a perfect thing for that like not even I, I kid you not one of my childhood friends messaged me like last week she's like oh I booted up my Xbox for the first time in years and look what was on it and she like pulled up fr- Fusion Frenzy and was playing it and like that just warms my heart to see something like that happen because it's not it's like a game that connects with people because you have like these great memories and it's like a very varied kind of mini game system yeah. too so i would love 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 to see them redo that future frenzy 2 was hmm <laughs> so it would be really cool to see them like give that a second take and like make that a thing that they want to keep pushing forward i think whenever you look at games now like there's a lot of really big hitters that we look forward to and they're kind of within a similar genre of games that we always see like we got our shooters again we got our adventure games we've got our big rpgs but let's like expand a little bit more and see what else they can do and where else they can play with that can draw in different kinds of people to play games love it nice bring it on well mr cleanup what do you got i'm so unprepared (laughs) Uh, i just don't even (laughs) i don't know i don't know what to say number one fable yeah, I'm glad you said that. Uh, I know, I know, we're all sitting here like knowing it's 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 probably in the works. Nothing <laughs> has been officially announced. Just like there's no Batman game coming officially, you know. True. Um, <clears throat> so Fable, I would love to see that rebooted on the next gen. If that happens, that would be great. I don't. <laughs> if only there was a team being 
the <laughs> second team being spun up at playground. Yeah, I, hmm. I would. I would just, what could possibly be? I would super out of love that. Uh, uh, a British, a very talented British team to carry on the the British charm. Yes, that Fable. Uh, yeah, was I mean, for. you know, the spirit of Lionhead, right? right? That that, and the, if only they had like an open world engine that did weather really well, that could really bring the world of Albion to life. No, no, surely not. <laughs> Surely not, uh, dude. I didn't even think about that. They've been building it for mm. years. If you if you don't remember Fable or anything, and I I I jumped off the series around Fable three because I didn't like the industrial sort of age that they went yeah, into. Yeah, nobody, I, everybody was <laughs> even Peter Molyneux again. Not to plug unfiltered again, but he he lamented that they he said they they went too far forward in the timeline. Yeah, they should not mm. have gone up that far. The fairy tale aesthetic of that game is what sold it for yes. me. Mm-hmm. And I've said this probably two or three episodes uh, in total. I don't remember when they were a long time ago, but uh, go back and watch the the announcement trailer for fable and it it's you know like those sports uh those sports trailers where like they're it's it's crazy good music and there's just dudes with like doing big hits and hitting home runs and and you like want to run through a brick wall like that that trailer for me (laughs) like (laughs) what a baseball game that is wow that fable that fable trailer is like that for me but for like feel good like fairy tale vibes you know like Mm. it's sweeping camera angles and music it's like the land of albion and they did play with seasons a bit they did yeah in the the first two fables as well so so uh, I, which which add, just adds to that cool charm and atmosphere that you're talking about. Yeah, before. dude, go back and watch that trailer and then picture the uh, – picture the my, – my mind is blinking on the developer right now. Uh, Lionhead. Lionhead? No, no, no. Playground, right? Playground now, yeah. Yeah, yeah picture their weather system yes. as you're running over the dunes and you see just a, a rain cloud off in the distance. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh, yes. Ugh. <laughs> Open world fable, What a dream. Uh, in addition to that, Alan Wake. Like, oh. I would love to see that rebooted for, but, but it can only. It has to be remedy though. That has to be written by by yeah. Sam Lake. Like yeah. there's no, I I can't sign off on them handing the keys to that to anyone else. Okay, it's just so distinctly remedy and and Sam. But I would love to see. I would love to see an evolutionary jump in that gameplay style because it's a horror game, but it wasn't really a horror game. Yeah, and you could take it in either direction. You could take it more control route where it's very aesthetic themed, or you could take it the PT route where it's terrifying and your flashlight is your only friend. You know, <laughs> so like you really you could do a lot with that series, and I think it would be awesome. Uh, Mech Assault. Sorry, I know. Uh, it's you just going down. You. Oh, the I loved Megasol. I know. I mean, I'm like, but I'm taking your question and just just run with it. Defaming. It's fine. Yeah, but, it's all yeah. good. Show the love. Mech Assault. I know a new Mech Warrior just came, Mer- was very recent. Just yeah. came yeah. out. Mm-hmm. It looked great. Yeah, it reviewed did. well on IG. I think we gave it an eight. But Mech Assault was that perfect blend of like futuristic robots fight. But also online community, multiplayer, accessible. You didn't need to to know how to drive a big rig to to play that yeah, game. Controlled yeah, controlled really well. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, the campaign was excellent as well as you know, yeah, absolutely. It was one of the early uh, hits on Xbox Live. Yep. And, but the campaign mm-hmm. was really good. It, it, it and Crimson Skies were really kind of kind of the first two games yes. that I, I felt were like, oh, this is what. Uh, online console multiplayer is, mm. you know, it's the first time I really felt that way. Uh, and lastly, a little personal gem for me. It, it's not an Xbox IP, but it really did just come to Xbox. Okay. You're not going to guess it. I was going to say Sudeki. No, <laughs> no, um, no, uh, <laughs> uh, Monday Night Combat. 
from, really? from Uber Entertainment, which is now no longer Uber Entertainment. They're Star Theory Games, and they're making Kerbal Space Program 2. Oh, wow. I didn't um, know that. I didn't, did not connect those dots. Yeah. So Uber Entertainment made Monday Night Combat, which is a third-person, I think it was like 5v5 or 6v6 <laughs> class-based, think Team Fortress 2, but set in a futuristic um, a futuristic game show. It was super irreverent. I remember people playing that so much in it, high school. Yeah. It was 360, right? It was yeah. 360, yeah. And then they came out with Super Monday, Super Monday Night Combat, which was for PC. Uh, I never really, I never really messed with that too much. Um, you know, and then they went off and, and started making different kinds of games, which, <laughs> which is great. But God, dude, Monday Night Combat was so good. It was that, again, that easy pick up and play has a lot more depth than you think. Um, and it's just like constant matches where you, where you play and get better and you build up a group of friends. Uh, and then, you know, a lot of games followed that, that sort of model, which was yeah. the easy to pick up arcade online only competitive games like Project, uh, Gotham City Imposters was another mm. one like that. Oh boy. Yeah. That was, uh, that was an interesting one. That yeah. was Monolith did that. Yeah. It did. Now W. Well, owns it. excellent responses all around and, uh, great question from Evan there. If you have yeah. a loot box question, something fun you want to post to the panel, send it in. Unlocked at IGN.com, which is also the email address that you use to send us trivia questions as uh, we got to get people on the board with uh, the <laughs> Trivia Challenge 2020 here. Robert from Leighton Buzzard, England, writes in with this one. Which of the following – this is, I admit, like I don't expect anyone to know this. I sure didn't. So <laughs> take a shot. Which of the following achievements did not end in a five or a zero? So this, you know, this is one of those that'll that'll either fix your gamer score, which is what it did for Robert. He wrote in, uh-huh. he had a it, this this fixed it for him, so yeah. he got back to you know that zero Even or five or uh, uh, whole number. Yeah, or or it will it will frustrate you because it will it will screw up your <laughs> your achievement <laughs> number. Yeah. Uh, so was it the buy the ticket, take the take the ride from uh, Civilization? That's the name of the achievement. Play it again, Vince from Catherine. All Roads Traveled from Life is Strange 2, or Komoteyama from Shadow of the Tomb Raider. That translates to Where Are You, right? Komoteyama? I don't recall what's your my name? Spanish well Pardon? enough. What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? Oh, my Spanish is very bad. <laughs> so again, I, I admit I had no idea here. I'm going to go Miranda's way first. <laughs> well, everyone... Do you know? No. Oh, no. I don't I don't know any I don't know any of these. Um or I don't know what these would be in numbers. I never know the achievement numbers. Like that's yeah, so this, hard. Robert's uh putting putting your feet to the fire on this one. Um I'm in to go with a buy the ticket, take the ripe right. civilization. Destin? Uh yeah, I was leaning towards that one or played again Vince from Catherine. I actually haven't played Civ and I haven't played Life is Strange, so I'm at a pretty big disadvantage. Mm. Yeah. What do you mean? I'll, I'll go with B. B. All right. Brandon Tyrell. I can't. I can't in good conscience. Do you know? What? Yeah. Uh, you do? Yeah, the answers were accidentally on yeah, the sheet. I, before I printed uh, it off, oh, they were on there. You cheated. So, so you know. Oh, you, you, saw, you didn't no, cheat. Well, I made a mistake. Yeah, so. I didn't see it before. I'm, I'm owning it. I'm, I'm okay. saying so very, I, can't, very, uh, I can't participate this week because I did see uh, the, the the run of show and right. the answers Aww. were on there. So very I, noble I, of I you. I appreciate that. I'm abstaining. Uh, Destin. Wow. Bam. Non-cheater. I take it back. So you know what? If it comes down to a tie at the end of the year, I just win. You just win. because <laughs> I, you, you, you get, were good. You get points. It's, yeah. it's karma coming back around. Yeah. Sportsmanship. Um, well, thankfully, one of you is correct, it's and it's not Destin at all. <gasps> yeah. It's Miranda. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Well Thank done. You. 
think <laughs> so like the off John Warba. The, the I knew whole, it wasn't going to be C or D. Yeah, the whole, they released too too many places. The whole reason I thought it might be that one is because like buying a ticket, I could imagine that being like one gamer score. Yeah, it'd be something so, really simple, yeah. easy yeah. to get. Yeah. Well, uh, Robert, Yay, you really uh, you really made him hurt on that one. That was good. I'm glad we uh, we did that. Good stuff. Again, please send your Xbox trivia questions in to the unlocked at IGN.com email address. Need your question? Four multiple choice answers, and then please note the correct one in your email, and there'll be a trophy for one of you at the end of this year. Uh, maybe there'll also be a Series X for you. I don't know. What? Wait. No. Sorry? You'll I'd like to change my answer. <laughs> no, there won't. You're not getting one of those. Not not from this, anyway. Wait, I am definitely getting one You're of those. You are getting one of those. We'll have one. Probably yeah. not from this show. Probably not from this show. <laughs> All right. With that, uh, it's time to wrap it up. This has been the, gosh, 427th edition nice of Podcast Unlocked. Uh, yeah, we're just getting started. There's plenty of year to go. Again, please take a look at that Doom Eternal preview coverage if you would uh, be so kind as to help us click click on all of our stuff so we can keep doing podcasts. That's really what it boils <laughs> down to. Um, otherwise, I don't think I have anything else to promote, just the Doom bits. Destin? Yeah, you do. You unboxed a, uh, a zombie shark. Oh, yeah, if you like oh, yeah. zombie sharks, Zombie Army 4. Who, who doesn't like Un- sort of like the Me. Sniper Elite, but with zombies, right? It's a spinoff of yeah. Sniper Elite, yes. Yeah. It looks cool. There, the, I was actually very pleasantly surprised, because we get a lot of collector's editions in here, not to sound, like, I don't know, spoiled by them. <laughs> but, like, I took the thing out uh, on the camera. I was like, wow, it's actually, it's, like, so crazy hyper-detailed. You yeah. can see little individual, like, guts, and mm. it's a good size. comes in a nice stand. So check out that unboxing if you uh, if you like zombie sharks. Zombie shark. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can still check <laughs> oh, me out no. at twitch.tv and mixer.com slash Destin. I've been streaming there pretty regularly. I'm playing through Final Fantasy XI. Oh. The, MMO? the MMO? The MMO. It's still online. It's on PC. It's $30. You per- can't play through it. It's an MMO. No, you can. So they have all these new systems that really? allow you to play through it at a very expedient oh, pace. So I'm to like, get- this is the best time ever to like experience this story. Yeah. And this Final Fantasy is probably the most difficult. Well, you could argue one or two are pretty rough, or especially two, because it was only released in Japan. Well, no, never mind. You can There's play- a whole bunch of stuff with Final Fantasy. Uh, you can play it on your cell phone, right? You now. can play it on your yeah. cell phone, but the systems were rough. But yes. anyway, so Final Fantasy 11, I'm playing through it. It's a really good time to do it. There's this new trust system. There's a huge XP gains. They get you through the campaign pretty quick, and I'm, I'm having a blast playing that. To get you so. to the end to do the raid content? I don't care about that. I just okay. want to experience the story of Final Fantasy XI. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and there's a great community, too. Sign into the Asura server. It's the Reddit server. There's this huge Final Fantasy XI community that I've discovered. They've been very welcoming, and it's been a lot nice. of fun. I spent some time with the yeah. beta on that back when it came to 360. 2002? It was, it was a big deal <laughs> oh my God. Uh, when it wow. came to... No, it was 360. Okay. Not 02. Okay. So it would have been... The game was released in 02, I believe. So oh, maybe PS, 04. PS2 and PC. Yeah. Yeah, but it did come to... Came to the 360. Yeah. Must have been like 06. Okay. Something like that. Huh. Uh, First console MMORPG... At, well, no, okay. You could argue Fantasy Star Online was play on that, right? Yes. Yeah. Fantasy Star Online yeah. was the first one. That was Dreamcast, wasn't it? Was Dreamcast, yeah. And then, and then, the then I think it was... Original Xbox. Yeah, and then it was... <laughs> which, I, which is where I played it. Oh, okay. So Final Fantasy XI, and it did have crossplay all that time ago. Fun fact, when I worked at Official Xbox Magazine, we had the the Final Fantasy XI beta yeah. on our game disc. Thank you. Yes. Uh, 
on our demo disc that mm-hmm. came with every copy of the magazine. You couldn't, you, it was, it, but the way that Square had built their software, they built the beta, you needed the disc to uninstall the beta. <laughs> oh. So we would get emails from time to time, people that had thrown away their, you know, the magazine and the disc, and they're like, I, why I need to get this? Because it took up a lot of space. Yeah. The, yeah. No, remember, twenty gigabyte hard drive yeah. back then, <laughs> and this is an MMO. So we would we would get emails like, "Can I get another disc? Because I need to get this Final Fantasy thing off the." So yeah, thankfully we had a customer service department that would keep an archive of those things. Oh jeez. Yeah, that was a that was a fun little footnote yeah. in Xbox history. Talk so about, anyway, talk about oversight. Yeah, just yeah. this fascinating game that I'm playing in my own time. You can you can join me if you'd like. Nice. Where can I, I like join it. you? Twisted TV and Mixer.com slash Destin and YouTube.com slash the Destin channel. Whatever platform you want, I don't care. Love it. Just hang out. And you just rebranded, so it's important to. Yep. Like that logo. Oh, man, I love that logo. Thank you. Very cool. Can you make that? No, I had a team make it. The team over at Get Wrecked Labs that did really great work. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hey, I'm still plugging through some IGN First content. Uh, All month long, we are covering Disintegration. New sci-fi shooter strategy game, hybrid, unique, cool little thing from V1 Interactive. V1 Interactive being the Seattle-based um, studio headed up by Marcus Lido, uh, who you might know as the man who created Master Chief. Yeah, the former art director on the Halo series and That's then right. project lead on Halo Reach. That's right. That's right. Good for you. Nice. Uh, yeah, so his, his team is making Disintegration. It's very cool. Um, I've been... Slowly churning out content, a couple pieces a week over the last couple of weeks. Today, this very day, uh, we put up the first full match of multiplayer. It is, okay, I think I used the word uh, tactically chaotic or strategically chaotic because when you watch it, there's a lot going on, but there's a, there's a um, method to the madness is the phrase that I'm looking for. Uh, so yeah, go check that out. And if you like it, uh, maybe check out the other content as well. And we're going to be doing a lot more, uh, content co- leading up to the beta, which comes out later this month, including maybe an in-depth profile of all the different multiplayer crews that you can play and what they do and how they act and, and all that stuff. So very cool. Uh, if you want to play the beta later this month, uh, check out our article on IGN. It has a link where you can go sign up. So sounds good. Miranda. Nice. Um, I don't have a whole lot right now. Just use IGN guides. That's about it. <laughs> that works. Use user guides. Thank you. All right. Well, for Miranda, Brandon, and Destin, I'm Ryan. This was Unlocked 427. We will see you all next week. Bye.